and welcome to the Guelph Politicast. I'm Adam A. Donaldson of Guelph Politico. Today I talked to Cindy Moffat Forsyth, who's the executive director of the Grove Youth Wellness Hub. The Grove has quickly emerged as an authoritative voice for advocacy and support in the growing realm of youth mental health. And now's really the perfect time to shed some light on that. Young people across the country are heading back to school this week, and there's going to be a lot of pressure. Pressure to get back to normal, pressure to catch up on lessons after pandemic hiccups, pressure to succeed in a world full of uncertainty. It's no wonder that four out of five young people between the ages of 12 and 26 say that they're in need of mental health assistance. And that's the topic of this week's Guelph Politicast. So what are those numbers? When The Grove launched their hashtag Get Real campaign last month, they noted that as of June 2022, the demand for child psychology services had increased by 96%. The need for counseling and treatment services has increased by 146%, so it's more than doubled. And family support has increased 56% since the start of the pandemic. The Canadian Mental Health Association Waterloo Wellington has seen the demand for mental health and wellness services and support for all ages increase 40% overall compared to pre-COVID-19 volumes. There are also currently 3,678 people waiting for ongoing mental health and addictions care in Waterloo Wellington with families seeking support increasing by 34%. You can't really ignore those numbers, right? Our young people are still living in a pandemic world. There's issues of equity from economic concerns to social justice. And there's the pending existential crisis of climate change, which is definitely going to change their world. Clearly, young people across our region need a hand. And sometimes it's not a clinical hand. And that's where the Grove comes in. Yes, the Grove brings together the involvement of 30 different community agencies, but it also brings the youth to the table and makes them a part of the solution by getting them involved. The model invites everyone between the ages of 12 and 26 to come in with their issues. And maybe that just means having a quiet place to do homework or having someone their own age range and experience to talk to. But it also means catching mental health crises before they become full-blown emergencies. And you're going to hear all about that on this week's show. So on this edition of the Guelph Politicast, we're joined by Cindy Moffat Forsyth, who will talk more in detail about the youth mental health demands right now in Guelph and Wellington, plus how the Grove is scaling up for back to school, especially at their newest location at the University of Guelph. We will also talk about the outreach the Grove is doing right now, how they're trying to make mental health an important issue in this election with the hashtag Get Real campaign, and what she hopes to get out of the Youth Mental Health Forum that is happening next week. And finally, we will talk about the growth of the Grove, the track record for success that we don't talk about, and how people of all ages can help out the Grove and its various initiatives. So I caught up with Cindy Moffat Forsyth last week via Zoom. Okay, Cindy Forsyth, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Adam, for having me. I, I realize this is a pretty big question to start off with, um, but it's you know maybe the most essential. Uh, and I and I know that the Grove has put out some stats too, but to sort of set the plate for our discussion today, um, can you talk about like the current state of mental health for for young people in in our area in Guelph and Wellington? 
Sure. Um, we're in a, a mental health crisis, um, for sure, as a community. Um, CMHA Waterloo Wellington has seen a 40% increase um, in service requests uh, since the start of the pandemic. Uh, so as a community, we know uh, that we're in crisis and youth are no different. Um, they have struggled, they have missed um, significant portions of their lives um, that help prepare them um, uh, to uh, launch as good, um, you know, well uh, corporate citizens. Uh, so we've, we've seen an, an increase in need. Uh, we've seen um, an increase in the number of youth that are walking through our door and actually asking for help. Uh, and we've seen a significant number of uh, requests in the community uh, for help for, from parents for their youth. They just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Let's sort of break that into context. When, when the University of Guelph and other universities in Ontario come back to school next week, only the senior class will have experienced an entire year without a COVID interruption. All the other classes... Um, even last year, because there was a, about a month missed, depending on where you went to university, um, it could have been a couple of weeks or a month, but only the seniors in our universities know what it's like to go to university for a whole year without the pendulum of lockdowns or masking or, or vaccine mandates. Um, you know, that's, that, that's, that's heavy. And there's a significant amount of anxiety uh, for youth walking through the door um, of residence for the first time and they're in third year, mm -hmm. you know, or second year. They mm -hmm. haven't had the opportunities um, uh, to have a regular, normal experience at university. Uh, so, you know, they've got all the expectations of, of uh, performing well academically uh, yet they've missed that social portion, and that's causing a significant amount of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And some of those relationships, like, sort of form for life, like people, like, not everyone becomes best friends with their roommate, but some people form lifelong friendships with their roommate. Oh, uh, and, and, you know, their classmates, like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very important um, stage in a young person's development. Mm -hmm. uh, at that that first uh, experience and uh, you know it's been disruptive and, yes. and it's hard it's very very difficult on youth yeah um, I, I did note this statistic four out of five young people are, are facing some kind of mental health um, I guess demand uh, is the way they're, they're having some sort of experience so, that they need mental health support for we we estimate that four out of five youth, and it's an estimation mm -hmm. based on what we're seeing, uh, that they're struggling. Now, okay. whether they're struggling um, and they need psychiatric care, no. But they do need some sort of assistance, whether it be an adult role model, whether it be extra tutoring support, whether it be you know someone to talk to, uh, it might just be a friend. It might need, but they they need something, um, depending on the individual. And we all need to be mindful of that. And we have to help youth understand that this is normal. 
Mm. Right. We've been through an abnormal uh, point in time in history. Uh, and so it's normal to feel anxious. It's normal to 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 uh, uh, struggle a little bit. And so that's what we really want to do is make sure that we're normalizing this for youth and normalizing the um, asking for help because it should be normal. You know, if you break your arm, you go to the doctor, you get a cap, right? If you're feeling anxious, you walk into the Grove and you ask for some advice on how to deal with anxiety. That's what I wanted to get at with the statistic. It was just, you know, it, it, it's a wide spectrum of, of needs. And a lot of this can, it, like a lot of this is solvable. And you're, you're talking about mentorship, young people needing mentorship. And I was thinking about the recent call from Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Guelph, who are looking for especially male um, volunteers to come in to be Big Brothers. That's an especially um, apparent need. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about four out of five, there's a kind of paralysis that sits in, but what you're talking about is that, you know, a lot of this can be addressed in the community. Uh, a lot of it is solvable. Yes, it it absolutely is. The Grove is about intervention and prevention, right? Um, I can't tell you the number of times when I was, um, trying to help my daughter through her mental health struggles, uh, as a teenager and as a young woman, how many times... I was told, well, she's just not sick enough. Mm. Well, 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 wait a minute. I don't want her to get that sick where she has to end up in emergency. I want to be, I want to prevent and intervene and help her with coping strategies early. And that's why, um, frankly, the model of Youth Wellness Hubs Ontario uh, was was so appealing and why um, the Rotary Club of Guelph got behind bringing the Grove and that model to our area is because we have some really phenomenal community agencies that deal with the crisis aspect of mental health. Mm. But we had a gap between the uh, with intervention and prevention. And that's what the Grove is all about, right? Let's try to deal with some of these things early, teach kids how to cope, and help them understand what's normal and what maybe they need help with. And then let's move forward. So mm-hmm. that that's the real appealing part to this model. I mean, that you're, you're, you're also speaking to sort of a broader trend in, in all aspects of healthcare too. I mean, we have people who, you know, their knees are falling apart and they'll go to the, the doctor and they'll say, well, yeah, your knee is bad, but it, you know, because there's a huge wait list of people waiting for knee replacements, you know, you, you know, we'll, we'll get to you when it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, when it's really bad. Yeah, when you can't walk anymore. Yeah, yeah. You talked about the exceptionalness of the situation. Like, we none of us have lived through a global pandemic. Anyone who lived through, like, the 1918 influenza outbreak is really, really old or, or are no longer with us. Um, and I'm, I think a lot about young people in regards to, like, the pressures of our times. Mm-hmm. Um you know, cost of living, finding a job, finding a good paying job, the existential stuff like climate, the climate crisis, um, crisis in social equality, um, the alt-right. Hey, like speaking of once in a century events, the Nazis are back, you know, it's, and then into this comes the pandemic. Um, 
I, I guess what I find interesting is we are constantly sort of pushing young people. And I guess I'm wondering, like, is one of the problems here that we are constantly sort of foisting all these issues onto young people while not giving them the tools to sort of to be able to navigate these things that I guess they're getting it from both sides is, is what I'm trying yeah. to get at. So I, I think that our society has developed in a way hmm. that we are all being inundated with so many causes and so many crises and so, so much information is being thrown at us um, as adults um, with fully developed brains and maturity, we know how to filter those things out and cope with them. Youth haven't developed those tools yet. And so consequently, um, when things happen, th their emotions swing to the extreme, which is totally normal. It's right. absolutely normal in an adolescent brain. Um, they say, I've heard um, that the brain hasn't, isn't fully developed. Um, some people say till 25, some people say till 30, right? So, you know, there, there's that huge spectrum from 12 to 25, 26, where, you know, you're, you're, you, there's expectations put on you and mm -hmm. we're putting them on people as a society, right? And we need to dial that back. Mm. Um, I heard the other day that um, someone um, said to me, uh, you know, we're really going to have to concentrate this school year of really pushing our kids to catch up and, and make up for all that time they lost. Right. There's another expectation, right? Mm -hmm. So let's hold on. And what if we shifted our paradigm here and said, Hmm, maybe we shouldn't be pushing our kids to catch up, but actually meet them where they are to bring them along so that they can confidently move forward. So why can't we adjust our expectations and meet young people where they are rather than saying, oh, no, you're going into first year university. These are the things that we're expecting of you, right? Or you're going into grade 10. This is this is how someone going into grade 10 should be acting, except that we've had gaps. And yeah. so they may not be as mature as maybe we thought they could be two or three years ago. Right. So I, I think we, we have to, you know, you hear it all the time. We have to be kinder to one another. Uh, I think we have to lower our expectations. And I do think we need to help youth really understand that what they're experiencing is unique to them yeah. and and not to put too much pressure on themselves so that they make themselves sick like like accept who they are and let's move forward with what we have we can't do anything about yesterday but we can carve a new path today is there a concern though because as you're talking i was thinking you know there are we have young people who you know, stayed at home and, and did their homes, their school at home th through yeah. much of the pandemic lockdowns and things. There were kids who, when school was open, they went to school because mom and dad have to work and, and can't be at home. Yeah. And then there's all points in between. And then there was like the, 
mandatory lockdowns when everybody had to be at home. So, I mean, we're dealing with a whole bunch of individualistic concerns. On the other hand, from the education side, uh, you have the government of Ontario saying, like, this is the catch up year and we have a plan to help you catch up. And then, you know, there's also this specter now of, you know, yeah, your teachers and your librarians and your your custodians could be going on strike this year. Like that's the rumblings, you know, we're, we're yeah. the kid that like as much as we want to help the kids, circumstances are lining up to say, well, maybe helping the kids in this, this particular way isn't the priority right now. <laughs> I, there's an enormous amount of pressure on everyone, right. Uh, from teachers, librarians to youth. Um, and I, I do think the government is doing the very best that they can. Mm. Uh, and we do, we do need to help our young people uh, develop socially and academically. And so there are measures in place uh, to, for extra tutoring support. And the Grove offers tutoring support at no cost. And that is thanks largely to the Board of Education and to some very significant um, fundraising that we've done to make sure that youth are in a comfortable environment and able to get the skills that they need. So yes, there, there is a lot of pressure on, on everyone. Like it's just not on youth, but it's on that teacher that's yeah. welcoming or that professor that's welcoming students back to class. Like we've got to take that into consideration too, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then there's the parents who are doing the very best they can to raise kids in a very questionable environment here, right? Like no one's been through this before. So, you know, there are resources available. CMHA has resources. The Children's Foundation has resources. The Grove has resources. We are all working together um, to try to make things as seamless and effortless as possible for youth and their families. I want to stay on politics for a minute because I know uh, the Grove and CMHA has rolled out this Get Real campaign about sort of making young people aware about mental health issues in regards to the municipal election. I, I guess what change can be affected on a on a local level? I mean, I mean, a, 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 appreciating yeah. we you know, and we both know this. Uh, the Grove is a, sort of a locally led initiative um, with a lot of different groups working collaboratively. So solutions can be found on a local level, but in, in, in focusing on that political picture and people running for council and I guess school board too, because that's sort of a unique opportunity there as well. I, I guess. So mm -hmm. what, what, what's the kind of goal of get real? I should so say the, hashtag get real. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag get real. And it's, uh, you, you can find it at um, get real guelph.ca. Um, and what it is, is you go onto the website and you fill it out and a letter is sent to your local candidates uh, and letting them know that mental wellness is really important to you. What the reason we wanted to draw this campaign to our citizens, our, our um, uh, citizens and colleagues in town is because there is so much talk out there and so much information that you know, you can get lost in all of the different um, the issues that we're facing as a community. And so this campaign is really about making sure that the candidates understand and making sure the community understands that if we are not mentally well, then the whole thing falls apart. 
right? Like we can't just say, sweep it under the rug anymore. We've got to educate our community on how to stay mentally well so that we can deal with homelessness and poverty and the drug problems. And if we're not well, we can't deal with those things. So, you know, as, as a, a, a local community, what we can do is make sure that we're aware of the resources, we know the steps to take, we know the warning signs, like if our neighbor is having a little bit of trouble and, and is isolating, we know how to, to cope with that. Um, if our youth is starting to withdraw, what can we do to help? Like it's a one-on-one -on -one situational um, thing. So that's why it's gonna take all of us. We want the candidates to know that mental wellness is the single most important thing that our community is facing right now. Hands down, we can't deal with like lack of water and, and the environment and all that if we are not mentally well. Mm. Also, there's, there is an element though to, I, I guess, trying to encourage candidates to not pass the buck because it's very easy to say, well, this is a, a federal thing because it's healthcare. This is a provincial thing because it's, you know, that's who funds our healthcare. Yeah. That Yeah. You know. So the bottom line, Adam, is yeah. this is a community issue. And nobody can pass the buck on this. I'm sorry, but that's the reality. That's why the Rotary Club of Guelph stepped up to the plate and said, enough is enough. We're this is the model that we need to bring to Guelph and those who want to get on board, come on board. And enough people and enough leaders in our community said yes. So, yeah, passing the buck is no longer an option. We as a community, as a municipality, need to deal with this issue collectively. Mm. I wonder part of that, though, is, um, you know, one doesn't want to toot their own horn too hard. But uh, I, I struggle with this as, you know, as someone in the media reporting things you know we tend to report on the problem we don't tend to report on the solutions or mm -hmm. uh we focus on the problem and and then when it's you know when somebody steps up to sort of address it we're like okay that's great on to the next problem and so i guess from your point of view um you know the the grove is an incredible entity to exist uh, like the number of of groups and, and individuals yeah. brought in and are we as forceful talking about we are good at coming up with community solutions as we are forceful trying to make people aware that there's a problem like are those two things balancing those right we have a problem but we have solutions we have some of the solutions the mm -hmm. grove is not the be all and end all mm -hmm. right uh we do not service crisis people who are in crisis we need to rely on those expert community agencies that deal and, and, and help people in crisis. Um, we're part of the solution, but here's the bottom line. We're not out of the crisis yet, mm. right? Uh, and we're not going to be unless we focus on it as a community. I think it's gonna take years and it's un really unfortunate, but we, like, we have a whole handful of youth who need to to develop and socialize and reacclimatize and 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 we're going to have to help them. And you know, although the Grove focuses on youth between the ages of twelve and twenty six, there are siblings of those youth. There mm -hmm. are families. There are parents. We help them as well. 
-hmm. So a parent can walk into the Grove and say, I've got a 12 year old and I'm in trouble and it's not feeling right to me and I don't know what to do. We're there for them and we'll help them connect with other resources in town. So yes, we're part of the solution, but the problem is bigger um, than just one solution. It's a collective um, sure. collaboration. Yeah. No, and I, and I get that. And, you know, speaking to Rochelle Devereaux from Community Health, you know, she she talked a lot, especially when she was running in, in the election um, earlier this summer that, you know, we should we should be in a place where the hospitals are empty. And she, she doesn't mean like, like close them down. She just means like we get to people early enough um, right. in, in sort of the healthcare that that they don't have to run to the emergency room or that running a, a trip to the emergency room is an incredibly rare thing. And you're, what you're saying is that mental health should be the exact same thing. So let me let me tell you a story. Sure. Um, a, couple, a couple of weeks ago in one of our locations in Wellington County, a youth uh, had been seeing one of our youth outreach workers on a regular basis, probably once, twice, uh, once uh, every other week. Youth walks in the door on a Thursday afternoon, plays pool with our youth outreach worker, and the youth is 100% fine. Talks to, they have their session during the game of pool. On Friday night, the youth goes into crisis and is suicidal and calls here 24-7, the emergency hotline for CMHA. The operator, uh, knowing that it's an emergency, goes into the youth file and sees that the youth has been talking to our youth outreach worker and says to the youth, ah, I see you've been to the Grove. I see you know this youth outreach worker. The youth doesn't have to retell their story. You immediately find common ground with the youth. The operator um, talked to the youth for quite a while and was able to stabilize the youth over the weekend. On Monday morning, the youth outreach worker got a uh, message as soon as she logged into her computer saying this youth had gone into crisis over the weekend. The uh, youth outreach worker picks up the phone and says, hey, why don't you come in and see me today? I heard you had a really rough weekend. One, you saved the youth's life. That's mm -hmm. number one. But mm -hmm. two, you averted that hospital visit, like right. all of it. And, you know, the parents, like, it, like, it's just a ripple effect, right? And so now you've got a system where we're intervening and, and preventing things from happening and taking the load off of the hospital visit. So Rochelle's absolutely 100% correct. I did hear that. I've heard that story before, but I'm glad you retold it because I, I think that that illustrates the point that um, that intervention I, I guess is key that it, it doesn't end up to emergency because again the emergency room is not the place for people in mental health crisis but it is inevitably where people in mental health crisis who have nowhere else to go end up correct yeah yeah maybe we can do some some lightning round here um i guess first of all earlier this summer you guys opened the u of g location yes um down uh it's behind the OVC and in, in that part of campus. Yeah. So if people are looking for it, in college, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, is is there some sort of like what are your what are the expectations for the sort of that site being situated at the university? Um, new class of 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 young people coming in who will 
obviously be dealing with all these issues we've discussed. I, I guess is yeah. there like is there a ramp up for for the Grove there uh, as we're approaching move-in day? <laughs> yeah. So, I first of all, uh, the Grove at the University of Guelph is a unique across the country. It's like a pilot. Um, what we're doing is. Um, the University of Guelph was always at the table when we were talking about developing and creating the Grove. Uh, there is such a high need uh, for services for youth between the ages of, especially we call them transitional age youth, between the ages of 18 and 26, because they graduate out of the youth services uh, system and they're expected to navigate the adult system. And yeah. I tell you, my experience um, with my daughter is if I can't navigate the adult system, I don't know how a 20-year-old's supposed to navigate the system. Right. So, so what we did was the university very kindly found 2,000 square feet um, of uh, space on campus and space is at a premium. So yep. this how important this issue is for the university. And uh, they've worked in collaboration with us. So we've got three sites in Wellington County open and running. The University of Guelph site um, has, uh, we've done a very soft, uh, slow launch to get all everything weeded out and, and all our ducks in a row. Um, we have partnered with student wellness so that we know exactly where youth need to be. Some will need to go to wellness services and some youth will come to us and but we're talking and we're working in collaboration because it's really important for the youth everyone is keeping the youth top of mind what we want to do is take a look at this site study it and we're collecting data because there is a possibility that other universities may mm -hmm. want to duplicate this model mm -hmm. so um so we're starting we started off slow um, and uh, we we do expect that uh, we will ramp up very quickly starting next week. And the uh, the new Grove building that's being built on Woolwich Street uh, that is still scheduled to be ready. I think spring twenty twenty three. Is that right? Yeah. So I should clarify. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the CMHA. CMHA. Uh, that's right. Yeah, building. It's um, specializing in youth. Um, and children's uh, mental health. It's a center of excellence. CMHA has very kindly given us 8,000 square feet for a Grove hub on the main floor. So yes, um, it is scheduled, um, hopefully, fingers crossed, in the spring of 2023 uh, to be open. The YMCA um, site, we're looking at renovating the building. Um, and so we expect, hopefully, that it'll be ready by the end of 2023. And of course, we're um, partnering with Sheldell Family Gateway. Sheldell Family Gateway has been in the integration and prevention business for 25 years. Like we're learning from them just as much as they're learning from us. Um, we're just pooling our resources uh, because that area of wealth needs that extra support. And, uh, and that's so we'll be putting mental health services in that facility with um, in conjunction with what Sheldell offers uh, in the fall. Okay. And uh, actually, I should mention that um, the YMCA, we have mental health services running out of there now because they're offering us space. And it just speaks to the need. That's the, the big YMCA in the South End we're talking about. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just so so we'll just have four locations in Guelph. 
yep. and three in Wellington. So we call our site uh, ourselves seven sites, one door, because we're all connected. <laughs> so we use to walk through the Aaron site or the University of Guelph site and, and get the same type of care and they can be connected. So we've had youth who have seen a counselor in Aaron one day and gone to Fergus the next day and then gone to the Y. And with the use permission, we can tap into their file so they don't have to tell their story again. It's kind of amazing how quick this has all grown, um, but it's great. Um, it's all to do with partnerships. <laughs> we have an amazing community. Uh, Carolyn Bennett, who is, I think, the first ever Minister of Mental Health stopped by the Grove. Um, yeah, she did. She yeah, that, <laughs> she did. Yes. Uh, what was her takeaway when, when you were talking to her? She was um, uh, very interested. First of all, she's very interested in integrated youth services across the country. Um, but she was particularly interested in the relationship we have with the University of Guelph and how that worked. Uh, because as you know, if a community youth walks through the door, they have a different pathway um, than a University of Guelph student because University of Guelph is sort of like a city unto itself. Mm -hmm. And so we, she was interested in how we're working out um, our relationship, um, particularly with student wellness. Um, center and Allison Burnett um, has been amazing. She's the director of student wellness um, at the university, um, working with our team to map out those pathways. So everybody knows where everybody's at, and we can actually expedite care for youth. Perfect. Um, and, and to bring us to sort of up to current events, there is the the youth wellness conference that uh, you're you're co organizing next week well by the time this yeah. comes to air it'll be next week um yeah. so uh what are sort of the expectations uh for that conference what what are kind of some of the goals that you want to uh by, by the time you wrap up uh the conference on that day that, that you sort of want to send out into the community yeah so we want um youth to know that they're a number one priority so youth are welcome to attend the event I know it comes at a really inopportune time. It's um, on a Tuesday, 7.30 in the morning. This is the only time I could coordinate Helen Fishburne, Minister Tobolo, and Joanna Henderson all on one day. Um, I want parents to come away with knowing that there's hope and that there are tools um, that they can implement uh, to help their youth uh, if they're struggling. And there are resources in our community that are available. I want uh, the politicians to understand what a unique um, and exceptionally um, collaborative environment we have here among service agencies and people working together. And lastly, I, I want people to understand that, yes, uh, we're all working together and yes, we're doing remarkable things, but there's still a lot more work to be done and that takes resources. It takes time. It takes money. It takes volunteers. It takes all of us. We cannot take our eye off the ball here. We just can't. We mm -hmm. can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So maybe then th this leads into uh, my last question, which is um, if people are able to help out, whether that's if, like being there in person or with their wallets and financial resources what kind of help uh is the grove looking for at this moment and how can people lend a hand 
they can just go to our website, uh, thegrovehubs.ca. Um, if they uh, want to donate, there's an avenue to donate on our website. If they want to volunteer, they just need to fill out the, uh, uh, how to connect us. And we respond uh, very quickly. Uh, and we need volunteers from somebody to help with an art class to somebody to help supervise when we have a lot of youth coming in. Um, the Fergus site is our largest site right now. It's 6,000 square feet. The Y will be 6,000 square feet and the CMHA building will be 8,000 square feet. That's a lot of square feet to supervise. And sometimes what we're finding in Fergus is we have to close some of the doors off because we don't have enough staff to actually um, supervise the, the youth uh, in a safe way. It, we, that's the last thing we want to do. We mm. want to make sure that these spaces are open and available. Uh, we employ youth ambassadors um, and we train them uh, to help us. But as many volunteers as we can get, um, even if you just come in to play a game of pool with some youth, that means something. Perfect. Um, I don't know how many Fergusonians I reach, but uh, hopefully if... if... Yeah, but the University <laughs> of Guelph needs volunteers. Sheldell needs volunteers. Our YMCA site, even though um, the, we haven't done the renovations, we're seeing kids in that site. We need volunteers. So go on our website and, and sign up. We're happy to train you and, uh, and get you in and working with youth. Wherever you are, there's a grove near you. Uh, hey, I like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Cindy, uh, just thank you for all you do, and thank you for taking time out to talk to me about it. Uh, I I know it's it's had a big impact on the community, so it's it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Adam. I really appreciate the opportunity. And once again, that was Cindy Moffat Forsyth. You can learn more about the Grove at its website, thegrovehubs with an s dot ca. That's the Grove Hubs. Ca. And you can find Guelph's two Grove locations at the YMCA at 130 Woodland Glen Drive and the University of Guelph at 50 College Avenue West. The Grove will be taking part in the Youth Mental Health Forum on Tuesday, September 13th at 8 a.m. at the Frank Hassenfrant Center of Excellence in Manufacturing, and you can buy tickets well, not so much buy tickets, they are free, but you can book your tickets right now at Inventbrite. And you can also learn more about the hashtag GetReal campaign at GetRealGuelph.ca, and you can find all these links on the show notes page for this episode. And that is it for this episode of the Guelph Politicast. The music for the Guelph Politicast comes from KPM Classics and Sid Dale. The Guelph Politicast is usually recorded at CFRU, Guelph Campus and Community Radio, out of the University of Guelph. And to learn more about CFRU, go to CFRU.ca. You can download the Guelph Politicast every Wednesday from Apple, Stitcher, Google, TuneIn, and Spotify. And when you subscribe to the Guelph Politicast channel, you will get an episode of Open Sources Guelph on Mondays and an episode of End Credits on Fridays. You can follow Guelph Politico on social media at Guelph Politico on Twitter and at Politico Guelph on Facebook. You can follow me at Adam A. Donaldson on Twitter and Instagram or send me an email at adamadonaldson at gmail.com. If you'd like to help financially support the work of Guelph Politico, you can get all that information at guelphpolitico.ca slash donate. And finally, for all the latest local political news, check out guelphpolitico.ca where there will be a new episode of the Guelph Politicast for you 
next week. And until then, we will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.